And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave DeFour, here with your Utah Jazz beat reporter for the Athletic Mr. Tony Jones. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up, Tony? What up? Big week, man. Big, big, big week. week. Um, big week. You know, a- after a couple of high-profile, big, blown leads, they got a big win over the Memphis Grizzlies the other night. I was in the house for it. And, Tony, I was a little nervous. They got the lead. They got it up to nine points. I was really nervous they were going to get it up to ten there in the fourth. They didn't. It goes to overtime. They get the win. They showed some resilience, man. Memphis is really tough, really good. And I thought that it was an important win over a good team. They play really – I mean, they played their best five minutes. Do you want to say that the overtime was the best five minutes of the game? I mean, it was it, really good It may minutes. have been. Yeah, well, because defensively, man, um, it was more right, than just Rudy. and then great. Yeah, and then Rudy, I, man, Rudy down the stretch was – Pretty remarkable. And Fantastic. It was a to. It was almost as if, you know, I know that we're we're not going to focus on, uh, you know, the noise that led into this that much. But let's just say that the Quinn Snyder pregame sort of question and answer session, uh, it looked like that fed into a little bit of the game plan, and especially down the stretch. Rudy touched the ball a lot, and they were successful because of it, Tony. I mean, this is the stuff that you know that you want to see. I thought their offense was really, really good, and part of that was including Rudy a little bit more. Uh, I, he did a great job in that game, and, man, he was killer on the glass against a team that, I mean, Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams do not play around when it comes to rebounding, and, and Rudy had 20 rebounds. Yeah, he had 22 points, 21 rebounds. I thought he was fantastic down the stretch. I thought it was very notable that the Jazz were able to um, win this game with Donovan Mitchell going five and twenty-five for twenty-four and really playing. You know, really, he was just really disheveled for for most of the second half. Um, so I thought that that was a good sign. Um, you know, obviously, you say this Memphis team didn't have John Morant, but you know they're twenty and three on the season, counting this loss uh, without John Morant. So. Um, you can't use you can't <clears throat> really use that as a barometer anymore uh, yeah. with that kind of a sample size. Um, and I, I thought, you know, there there was there was one very very positive sign that I took, and there was one negative sign that I took. The negative sign was basketball wise, structurally, the Jazz didn't do anything to close this game in, in, in regulation. Like they still tried to give the game away in regulation. They were up seven um, with three minutes to go with two Boyan Bogdanovich free throws on a clear path. 
Um, so the Jazz won the game a couple of times on Tuesday night, and they should have won the game in regulation. But when they didn't win the game in regulation, the fact that they stuck together and they fought through it and they didn't crumble at having to go to overtime, uh, I thought that that was a really, really, really good sign um, that, you know, the Jazz are figuring stuff, some stuff out in terms of a toughness angle. And also when the Jazz were down 68 to 57 after uh, Desmond Bain has scored a bajillion points in the first four minutes of the first third quarter, um, you know, it was kind of like, here we go again. And uh, the Jazz really fought back uh, from that deficit as well. So <clears throat> there, there was some real resiliency. And I think I tweeted about it, you know, how much they fought. Like, they really fought. And, you know, and when you fight like that, um, even though the Jazz played really imperfect basketball, when you fight like that, sometimes it can overcome imperfect basketball. And, and I thought that that was, was uh, one of the biggest signs. Like, they, I, I don't want to say they turned the corner because at the end of the day, you have to do it, you know, more than once. But um, it was a really good sign. Uh, of where the spirit of this group is and where uh, the mindset of this group is that they were able to, to, to come back and get that win in that fashion. And I think that if, if you have people who are willing to try to meet Quinn Snyder halfway on his, you know, I don't want to call it a rant, but his statement before the game, that's the point he was trying to make when he talked about them blowing leads but not losing all those games, right? Like there is something to being able to blow a lead. I mean, it's the NBA, man. Like, first half leads are fake. We know this, Tony. Like, you and I know this for sure. First half leads don't matter. That's why you play the second half of the basketball game. And right. to right. not lose those games, like all of them, when another team gets hot and you get cold, I, I do think that there is a little bit of merit to the argument he was making. And, and, you know, to that point, Tony, you had the big exclusive with Rudy, you and Sam Amick over at The Athletic. If you're listening and you haven't read it yet, it just came out. And it's to me, Tony, this is sort of it's a perfect cap to this season because they know that things have to be different. And they had a team meeting. Tony, uh, how did it go for them? You know, it, it was I think it was really therapeutic. I think that's the word that I would use. It was it was therapeutic for them um, to sit down. Um, amongst themselves and to really have a, an extended conversation on, you know, where they are as a group and where their, uh, where their closeness off the floor and on the floor is as a group. And, and overall, there were a couple of overall messages. Uh, number one, it was, listen, we're, you know, we're, we're listening to the outside noise way too much. We have to stay in the moment as a group and, you know, we have to be communicative on the floor as a group collectively it can't be one guy it can't be two guys it's got to be all five guys on the floor it's got to be <clears throat> all you know eight or nine guys on the bench it's got to be everybody and you know um everybody kind of spoke up uh from the first man to the 15th guy and 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 kind of had you know their piece kind of was able to say their piece and you could tell you know, on Tuesday, on Tuesday night, you know, we talked about, you know, how they fought um, against Memphis. But, you know, you could tell that that team was fighting for itself. And that's the <clears throat> that's the contrast of what we saw uh, against Golden State, which was, um, you know, 
they, they weren't a team fighting for each other down the stretch in that Warriors game. And that's why uh, Golden State was able to, to come back basically in six possessions. Um, so, you know, it, it was it, it was a big difference in, you know, just kind of uh, where that group was in terms of um, in, in terms of where their spirit was. And I, I thought that that was a, a really good thing. And, you know, um, we asked Hassan Whiteside last night, you know, what what, if anything, you know, did you take away from the Golden State game? And he said it, it brought us closer. It brought us closer as a team. And, you know, and I think, um, you know, if 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 the if the Jazz, you know, as a, as a roster, as a group, they kind of a, an adopt a, an us against the world mentality, then, you know, I, I think that, that Quinn Snyder is going to be happy with that. And that's one of the reasons why Quinn Snyder, you know, did what he did uh, on Tuesday night, you know, because it it didn't matter whether he was right or whether he was wrong. He was right on some stuff. He was wrong on some stuff. And, you know, that doesn't bear the analysis. The, the, the analysis of the whole thing was he was fighting for his guys because his guys were taking a beating on social media. And, you know, there was the Donovan and Rudy stuff. There was, you know, the, obviously the, the two blown leads and, 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 in in less than six days, you know, so Quinn Snyder put himself, you know, basically on the chopping block and he did it for his players. And that's one of the reasons why when jazz fans um, say stuff to me like, Oh, well maybe the jazz need a new coach. I think it's freaking ridiculous because that guy is one of flat out one of the best coaches in the NBA in so many ways, you know, there are guys who are really good in terms of being a player's coach. There are guys who are really good in terms of being a disciplinarian. There are guys who are really good at X's and O's. Quinn Snyder is good at all of them. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where um, he's good enough as a coach that I think that he should probably have a job uh, with the jazz for as long as he wants it. <clears throat> it's telling that, other teams are already starting to leak their interests in Quinn Snyder, right? Like, I, I this is not a guy right, that exactly. Yeah, this is a guy who, uh, you know, m- might be on those short lists to take over for Greg Popovich, right? Like, this is a really good basketball coach. And uh, if Quinn Snyder <laughs> left the Utah Jazz today, he'd have a job in twenty four hours. Uh, exactly. I mean, yeah, and he's done a wonderful job here. And certainly, you know, this is you know this is a topic for later. And, and sometimes you do need a new voice in the room, but. I don't think Quinn's the problem. I do think that there's some per, there are personnel issues which have existed for the the entire run, and we've talked about it at every trade deadline for the last few couple of years, right? Like we know what the issues are with the team, and there's a certain point where yeah, you need to execute better. And, and I think that this is one of those. Like the the stretch that they had, you can point your finger at what went wrong for them, right? Like we know this team well, we know what the issues are, and in the games that they come out of it usually is because they clean it up enough to win. And I guess, Tony, what I'm looking for here, they got two games left in the season. We're recording this on Thursday the 7th. They got the Suns on Friday night, and they got the Blazers on Sunday. Now, I don't think the Jazz have really played well enough to not play those games. Like, I, I think they should try to play and find their rhythm that they've been building. Like, you know, playing against OKC, getting to win against Memphis – I think that they should play. Do you feel the same way that they should kind of maybe don't play 
don't extend their minutes too long because it certainly is starting to feel like they're locked into the five seed. But they need to build some more continuity going into the playoffs. Do you agree? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I think they'll play on Friday mm-hmm. um, because it's the Suns. Even if the Suns rest a bunch of people, you know, obviously their 6th through 11th guys are, are still really, really good, as we saw last night against the Clippers. Um, you know, so I think that they'll play on Friday. I don't know if there's a point to play on Sunday because it's Portland – and it's the last game of the season. And, um, you know, Portland's putting out you and me at, in the back. <laughs> I was going to say, well, this is and, a good time for 48 minutes of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. I, and, you know, at that point, it's just, you know, maybe you have a good practice uh, on Saturday morning. Or maybe you have a a really good shooter, a really hard-nosed shooter around, but, I just don't know what the – unless the Jazz somehow need the game. And there's like a 2% chance of that happening. Um, yeah. You know, other than that, you know, um, you have um, – you know, it, it's Sunday. Uh, if you're playing Dallas, um, you're either playing Saturday or Sunday. Um, just just take – you know, give your guys a night off and and get healthy and, 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 and get some guys healed up. And get ready for the post and get ready for the postseason. Yeah, um, how do you feel about their defense right now? Uh, again, the the big story for the playoffs is going to be what do they do against Dallas? You know, since it does look like it's going to be Dallas, you know, Dallas goes small. Do you feel like this team is anywhere close to to ready for that, or, or is it going to be a hard week of preparation for them to to get up to the level they need to be at for Dallas? I, I think it's got to be a hard week of preparation because, you know, I mean, Dave, I was just thinking about what Dallas can put out there as a small lineup right now. Cause I mean, they're going to there. I'm guaranteeing this lineup is going to play some real minutes. Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, and Dorian Finney Smith at, at center. And there's just no way that you're going to be able to keep Rudy Gobert in the paint against that lineup because it's five out. All five of those guys are really, really, really good three-point shooters. Um, you know, so there, there's two things. In It's funny because we we promised we wouldn't talk about this matchup. I know, um, I know. We said that before the show. <laughs> you know, there's, there's two things that, you know, the Jazz are going to have to do in order to – to give themselves a chance to win the series. They're going to have to guard that lineup uh, with Rudy Gobert in the game. And that's going to be extremely, extremely difficult. And by God, if they, if the, if Dallas puts that lineup on the floor, 
throw Rudy the damn basketball. Like, thank you. You the, the only the only way that you are going to combat that lineup, ironically, is by punishing it offensively, because defensively, if 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 Dallas is able to keep that lineup on the floor defensively, defensively, without <clears throat> uh, w- without repercussion uh, in the paint, j- the Jazz are going to see that lineup for 20 minutes a night, guaranteed. So, you know, it, it's 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 something that um, that the Jazz are going to have to to figure out, and is it's it's irony, boy. It's really it's real irony. The Jazz, what's what's this going to be? The sixth straight year that the Jazz have been in the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah, this will be the sixth straight year where the Jazz have run into a series where an opponent is is capable of going super small and really spreading Rudy Gobert out of the paint. So, um, um, the Jazz are zero and five in those series, and let's see if they can figure out a way to 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 make it one and six, or if they'll be zero and six. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the big question. And we'll, so we'll do a deeper dive next week, Tony, and, and do a proper preview. Cause we'll actually know for sure what the matchup is going to be. It certainly looks as of today, April 7th, like it's going to be the Mavs and the jazz in the first round, which of course is the Dave Dufour bowl because I do 77 minutes with, with Tim Cato. So, uh, that's going to be a good time. We'll probably have to do a crossover pod, Tony. We, it should be women. I was about to say, this is definitely, this is screaming cross pod. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're going to pull that together and you know, it'll be Dave Dufour on a pole match. Uh, you know, the winner takes Dave. So, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's going to, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun time. I don't know a lot of people that are going to – that if, if it's Jazz in Dallas, I don't know a lot of people that are going to pick the Jazz in this series. So um, it'll be really interesting to see. It'll be a tough one. But the thing about the, the Jazz is that their offense can keep them in any game. It's all about the defense. So right. know, that's what we're going to be looking right. forward to. Uh, going to try to break down some film in the next week and, and actually have – you know, an idea of what their game plan is going to be. Because I, I have some thoughts on on stuff that the Jazz can do to counteract some of the wrinkles that they're that Dallas is running with with Luca. So we'll see how it works out. And and look, this team has had success against the Mavericks this season. Rudy Gobert guarding in space happened this season against Dallas. So not outside the realm of possibility that we might see some curveballs. So uh, keep it posted here to Game Notes. We'll be back next week with another episode. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.